Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow, you are the first team. It's episode 31, season 6 of the Tottenham Family Podcast. Joining me this week, John Steggles from Urchester. Good afternoon. How, how are you? you doing? Yeah, how are um, you? How, yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing, Jeff? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Not too bad. Um, Before... Sick of being stuck at home with my family. <laughs> yeah, lockdown is lockdown is <clears throat> dragging its feet as it, as is this season somewhat. <clears throat> yeah, should have been over a long time ago. Okay, before before we talk about the game itself, I just I I, I want to talk to you a little bit about. Um, pre-kickoff going into the match so obviously football finally resumed on Wednesday and we had our first sort of insight into what football would be like behind closed doors what Premier League football would be like I suppose I mean we've had we've we've had the odds international match previously I think I mentioned on the pod last week and and we've had some Bundesliga games but we we had an insight into that on um, on Wednesday and then finally it was Spurs' chance to kick off or resume our season as it were yesterday um what were your thoughts feelings going into that match um firstly were you excited apprehensive what what was the what's your feeling going in so i'd caught a little bit of the bundesliga when it resumed um without the crowd noise and stuff and i just couldn't concentrate keep my mind on it wasn't that into it i was and so i was a bit fearful about our league games coming back. I mean, the only reason they're coming back is so they can crown Liverpool champions. And as soon, I think if there's any further escalations of, of the COVID crisis, if um, Liverpool have won it and are clear, that'll be it. They'll just declare them champions. That's all they want to do. They want them clear and present, a clear champion, and that's it. Uh, they'll, they'll they'll call it. Um, I, yeah, I was a bit I was a bit fearful about how it would work, but um, surprisingly. I watched the game um, without the, the fake crowd noise mm-hmm. piped in. Um, I wish I could have muted Gary Neville because he was just um, an annoying, biased twat, if I, for want of a better word. Um, I can't believe I'm swearing already. And and the, the rest of it, it was like watching Man United TV. Um, but yeah, it, it's kind of it's kind of weird to have it back. Admits amidst all this, really, but you know, um, we've had some of the most tumultuous and life-changing moments in the history of the planet in the last hundred days or so. Um, COVID virus, um, the Black Lives Matter uh, movement, looking for real social change. Um, Marcus Rashford getting the better of some MPs, um, and me decorating the lounge in the dining room and finishing it. Um, <laughs> it's a welcome distraction. That's one yeah, thing from is. from everything that's going on in the world, and, and there are important things which which um, you know which uh, you can't you can't avoid that they're, they're there, and, and we 
needs to face up to them. But um, how, it, how did you feel about it coming back? Uh, did you watch the the City Arsenal game beforehand? Yeah, I watched the I watched the Villa one and the City Arsenal versus Villa Sheffield United. Um, I mean, I like it's as I said, it's a welcome distraction. I think it's it's with everything going on at the moment. Um, we it, it's you know it's something to pass the time in the next six weeks. It's a little bit of entertainment. Um, but I feel I'm trying to how can I best describe this? I, it feels akin to imagine though you, you you take those films, those sort of prisoner of the war camp films like The Great Escape or films, TV series where people are in prison, right? And they're they're devoid of proper entertainment. And then something comes along, like I don't know, they'll they'll, they'll get all excited about um, racing cockroaches and putting bets on that, something like that. That's what it feels like, right? Yeah, it, yeah. it's not. I, I can't. It's difficult to get excited about something. You know, it feels a bit of an anticlimax. The season, we haven't played any football for three months. We're playing football now. We're just we're just resuming. Everybody said it's like a new season, and it is sort of, but it's not. It's a resumption of where we were three months ago, which which seems a distant memory. It hasn't been the best season for us as a club. Um, I think we can all agree upon that. Um, and. It's difficult to get excited about it, but then in a world where there's there's not much else on at the moment and, and everybody's had a tough time and with, with lockdown and everything, it, it's it's a nice distraction. So I was I was looking forward to it, but I was also realistic enough not to get so carried away. I saw a lot of people post on social media, um, you know, the usual sort of coys and oh, you know, really excited. There's something about Spurs, but I, I couldn't feel that level of excitement if I'm honest. It just doesn't feel normal, and I think no, one of. I would agree with that. Um, I, 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 the build-up to it, I was like, right, here we go, another sort of Spurs again. It, it felt good to see us back after such a long break, but in the end, it feels like it's the same old Tottenham that we've had over the last mm. season. I think, you know, um, it's hundred a... days or so about football, and we've picked up exactly where we were before. Yeah, it's the same old Tottenham. Like like I said, this is, hasn't been one of our best seasons compared to recent seasons. It's the same old Tottenham, but against the really weird backdrop of everything that's mm. going on, um, condensing the league in six weeks. And and frankly, football without spectators is nothing for me. Um, no, I'd agree. Heartily agree. Um, the fans are what make it, and without them, it's a weird, weird spectacle weird spectacle um it fans give the game meaning um you know we're the we're, they're the ones that are, are basically paying to have the game stages mm. regardless of the money coming in for television it's it's about the fans and they, they, yeah they need to be there we need they as soon as we can get back they need to be in the stadium by the way if you're five or six minutes in, into this and and listening to two 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 guys moaning about football and, and whatnot. We will talk about rest assured. We'll get into talking yeah. talking about the game in, in, in a minute. There's one final thing I wanted to say, just about you know the concept of having fans, novel idea of having fans at stadiums. Um, obviously, it you know it's difficult if you're accustomed to going regularly. You, you can't do that. So okay, the next best thing always is, is watching from home. But it, it, it's without a crowd. 
an, and an atmosphere at home that feels odd but it also feels odd to the players so I was listening to a podcast um, over the lockdown period so it's, it's a match of the day one that uh, Gary Lineker Alan Shearer and Ian Wright are doing it's like a top 10 top 10 pl- best players top 10 matches etc I can't remember the episode but there was one episode where they were talking about I think it was to do with strikers and there was a little discussion on um uh, how strikers play, or at least back then when, when these guys were playing football, how, how strikers in England play, the style and 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 the contrast that with um, playing in in European leagues. And Ian Wright mentioned that back then, when he when Arsenal were playing at Highbury, and obviously Highbury was renowned for being quiet, Highbury Library and all that. Um, that there were occasions where he would do something which was quite commonplace, or probably still is in, in English football, but maybe less so in European football, where the ball would go down the channel um, and he would chase it down, and it was a nothing ball, and he would chase it down and, and slide in, and the ball would would you know go out for a throw in or whatever, but it was almost nothing in nothing in what he did you know this is it, it's the sort of thing that perhaps they wouldn't necessarily do in continental leagues but it's very much something that um w- would be done by english strikers and he'd you know chase the ball down slide in get a challenge on a player and it would lift the crowd and he did it deliberately because it was sometimes it was like he said it the, the crowd was too quiet and he would do that and it would lift the crowd and it would um you know, generate that bit of atmosphere when, when a game is quiet and it just goes to show how much atmosphere um, impacts the players as well. So yeah, I, it is nothing without football. Football is nothing without without spectators. Um, one final thing, back just as we put, approach kickoff, um, when the lineup was announced, what were your thoughts? Um, I saw a lot of Spurs fans again, classic Spurs fans, moaning about the lineup before a ball has been kicked. What, what were your thoughts on the starting eleven? Um, so again, there's always people guess your lineup. Who's it going to be? Who do you think will start? Um, and everybody likes to try and guess. Play the manager. It's it's why fantasy football works so well. Guess guess the players. Um, pick the side. Um, but I don't think anybody would have picked Dyer at centre back. I don't think. Um, and I don't think anybody would have put Lamella in the middle. Mm if I'm honest um, but I think the the rest of it was pretty standard fair I, I thought we would I thought Toby would be playing yeah um, I know we got a lot of games in a short amount of time and and maybe he's just being rested that you know there's going to be a lot of rotation um, but I was surprised that Toby wasn't in there um, and I'm also surprised that we didn't see given that um, the comments that Maureen's made about um and Dombele recently about how he's he's looking good he's fighting for the cause he you know he's worked hard etc etc why he wasn't in the middle and Lamella was um but credit to Lamella I thought he his first half performance warranted his position in there mm. he was doing all the Lamella things he was getting stuck in he was a bit snide um I think only his uh he hasn't got that 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 defense cutting ball that 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 site to 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 unlock the the pick the lock that we need unfortunately um but i, I don't think he played that badly in that position but mm-hmm. yeah it was, it was, there was some you know some question marks there um but again we got a lot of games in a short amount of time so yeah, yeah. and th- to 
just uh, to get a one-one against which is our probably our hardest game in in these nine, isn't that bad? I don't think. You know the, that was that was our hardest opposition right there, our hardest game that we're going to have. So I'm I'm not that disappointed with that result, given it was our first game back, and everybody looked rusty. Yeah, and I, I was fearful when when we did the last pod with David on Sunday. I was a little bit fearful looking at their lineup, thinking, "Oh, Popper's back. They've got Fernandez, Popper, and Fernandez haven't played together." Fit and firing Rashford. Um, I think he had an injury just before lockdown. I. Oops, or maybe wasn't fully fit. Um, and I thought, and you know, they've got Daniel James. There's a lot of pace in that side, and I thought they're going to cause this problem. So, um, on balance, if you'd asked me before the match, I, I would have taken a draw, even though um, if we're serious about trying to finish uh, in a Champions League spot, fourth, possibly fifth, we, we should be looking to beat our rivals. So, in that sense, we didn't, and, and, and that's that was always going to be disappointing. Um, two points dropped, but. <sighs> You're right that they're probably the, the toughest team that we're going to face um, in, in the course of the next next few weeks. Um, much like yourself, I agree about Toby. I was a bit surprised. I heard a few people say Jan should have started, and I was just shaking my head at disbelief at that one um, because I think as much as we paid tribute to him on the last podcast, as much as great servant he's been for the club over the last eight years. Um, I think he's, we're seeing a decline in, in, in his performances this season. He's slightly slower. Um, Pochettino dropped him at the beginning of the season, and even and Jose, when he's been in charge, hasn't played him on a regular basis. So I, you know that's two top managers that, that, that can see that. So I wasn't surprised about that one. I was, I was, and I thought Sanchez would would, would definitely start because of his pace. But I did, I did, I fully expected Toby to start. So I was surprised that Dyer started. I'm not sure why. But I thought, apart from the penalty that, that he conceded, I thought Dyer had a solid game. Up and that, until that point, I thought yeah. he was possibly our man of the match. Yep. Uh, uh, I thought he played really well. Yeah, and even that the, the penalty, um, we'll talk about that in a bit. It's quite questionable whether that was, that was the right decision. But it, it, you look at Dyer playing in the back, I and mean, there's, there's been debates over the last few few years about what his best position was centre back where he started off at Spurs obviously moved into midfield a few years later um, and I think more recently when, his, when he'd been rusty over the last 12 months or more we should point out that he had a um, serious case of appendicitis and, and took a while to recover from that um, there was a lot of talk that actually maybe his, his, his days in midfield are, 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 are best days are behind him but it's possible now he's gravitating towards playing at centre back, um, and we've got to bear in mind if if Jan isn't at the club next season, then we need to, the manager needs to have options. So um, yeah, he, he did perfectly well in that role, mm. um, and coming from that midfield role and dropping back into a considered midfield player, and I think it suits him well. I think he'll 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 spend a couple of seasons there for us at least. Yeah. Um, Let's go into a question from... Okay, so we've got a question from Nate. He says, With everything that's happened over the past few months, um, I had almost forgotten how miserable supporting Spurs has been this campaign. Today's match was a horrible reminder of how frustrating it's been. Lots of negatives, but what were your what were the positives you took away from that? <laughs> what a question. Um, should, we, should we look at those negatives first? Or, and then we'll, we'll talk about the positives. So, 
uh, we I think we may have to face the facts that our recent glory glory days of third in the Premiership and a cha- and runners up in the Champions League are well behind us and we're back to scrapping for a Europa League place. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you want real negative, I'd, um, to Maureen's credit, we looked tight as a unit yesterday. Um, we didn't play that badly. People are saying. Jose needs time to work with the squad to get his defensive shape and get it aligned to how he wants the players to play, which he's had now. I think he can't. He's had a, a mini pre-season with them, and they did look tighter. The shape looked mm. better. Yeah. Um, I thought that the problem was is when you totally concede possession and retreat to the edge of your box, as we are prone to do, teams come onto you. Um, it was the same pattern as the end of the, the season against uh, Southampton and Norwich. You know, you can sit deep and try and hit on the counter, and we did it sporadically. Um, but second half, I can't recall us doing anything. It, it was it was just that uh, revert to type and sit back, unfortunately. Do you think that some of that is down to the fact that we don't play under Jose, um, the high-press style of football that we played under under the previous manager um do, do, it, 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 there's obviously questions of style and 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 maybe jose sets up teams to to play in a certain way to, to try to defend leads and maybe it's everything to do with that that's fine that's i suppose the obvious place to start but but is it also is it also perhaps to do with yes certainly yesterday I'm thinking of I can't use the same excuse earlier in the season but was it some of yesterday down to tiredness and and it was a fitness thing everybody's sort of first game both sides a bit rusty and naturally they're just sort of slipped back and trying to hold on to a lead yes um, and how much of that was spent I I can understand that they were tired um, and maybe Son and Kane look blown after 60 minutes but we had five subs to use and we only used two of them mm. you know we at the end of that game we were facing um, four fresh United players a World Cup winner in Pogba um, who came on and, and was beginning to run rings around us I think Jose should have made more changes mm. and, and and sooner just to get us out of that um, push Son up front he could have done some uh, probably some more running after his stint in the army I think he'll have the uh, fitness to cook gets calling him Sergeant Son or something <laughs> um, but Kane was shot after 60 minutes and shouldn't have been on the pitch he should have been hauled off and, and fresher legs on there um, That where Lamella played in that role I th- I'd love to see um, Lo Celso or Ndombele in that position um, because I do think that they can offer more in unlocking defences and pushing that ball forward and Ndombele for me needs to start in that position against West Ham needs to um, Namela was good and 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 was getting stuck in, but he wasn't the player for that for me. Dom Dombele needs to start in that position because that's where he's best suited in terms of his creative skills, and also because um, perhaps he can't do the hard work if he was playing further back. Definitely, if you think about how um, Moussa Dembele used to play, he he didn't particularly do the hard tackling and stuff. They had they had dire. Um, and Sissoko sitting there recycling the ball to him he would um, beat the press and unlock the defence and that's what Ndombele is in that position to do same with Ericsson as well that's exactly what he used to do mm. and also don't forget that Kane didn't get any service yesterday whatsoever Yeah, yeah. absolutely none had nothing to feed off so he was playing uh, midfield in the second half 
Um, so, you know, I think that, that Maureen needs to just make some changes a bit quicker. I, can I can I talk about a positive? Yeah, yeah. Apart from Marsh, the, the the Rashford chance that Hugo saved with his feet and the Martial chance that um, was pushed over the ball uh, bar by Hugo, which was a fine save, um, I can't really recall them creating that many chances that 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 troubled Hugo. If I'm honest with you. Um, the, and they only got the draw from the penalty like we said was dubious and we'll come on to yeah. so you know realistically it wasn't that bad it, it really wasn't um, Bergwijn looked absolutely brilliant going forward mm. um, and it wasn't it was the drinks break it was just after the drinks break that we scored and it was he could see him almost talking to um, Maureen saying can I push on can I go for it and Maureen saying yeah 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 go and that's when he scored so you know it's good to to see that him having an effect on the team because he's a, he looks like he's going to be a cracking player. Yeah, I think he's um, he's one of the f- f- uh, f- he's a signing that we've had that's sort of hit the ground running, and I'm struggling to think of other signings that have hit in recent years that have hit the ground running. What is it? He's played three games for us. He's had three shots on goal and he scored three. Yeah, he's yeah, and that's saying something. He's yeah, he. It's interesting that we've got a prevalence of players up front. We've got Son, Kane, Bergwijn, Ali, Mora. Uh, Mora, all can play up front. Then we've kind of got, if you like, Ndombele, Lo Celso and Lamella looking at, in that central midfield role. Mm. And then we've only really got Winks and Sissoko in the defensive and and skip if you want to include him yeah, in there. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're, we're blessed with players in certain positions, but then defensively and, and other areas, there are areas that we need to improve and needs yeah. to be improved on. It'd be interesting to see if we do. Absolutely. Um, but I think the, the the one other, going back to negatives, one, one negative, I think, was the fact that we just didn't get a second goal and like you say we did we did retreat a bit um, and it's always difficult to to hold on to one one lead and a lot longer a game goes on then naturally I've seen teams do drop back a little bit and then they invite the pressure and, and you know I hope look I'm not expecting high press exciting football from Jose Mourinho um it would be nice if there's a happy medium, and we we don't don't like play with a low block and, and drop back and and like pressure. We 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 need a little bit little bit more. I mean, I'm sure he knows that, um, and I'm and I'm I'm pretty sure that that uh, he would have preferred to to you know get to the last. 20 minutes of that game, two or three nil up, or we have a little bit more of a commanding lead, um, and maybe, maybe, maybe some of that was just down to tired, tired legs yesterday. Um, who knows? Obviously, it begs the question: if, 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 why didn't we make full use of of, of, of the changes? Um, there's a question on that further down in the running order. Um, before I jump to the next question, um, what's um, let's just talk about the first goal. Um, well taken strike from Bergwijn, um, but the United defence all over the place. Yeah, they were. Um, you could hear the desperation in Neville's voice. Oh, sorry to 
bring them back into this um, looking for the offside and stuff they they sorely sorely backed off him and uh, you know Maguire got made to look like the um, slab faced rock that he is really immobile um, and did um, their other defender didn't Lindelof go off injured as well and they had to bring on Bailey so their defence is creaking too so they could well drop points in, and, and we could well catch them um, I haven't. I don't know what their fixtures are, but no, it was a lovely taken goal that <laughs> Roy Keane at halftime was hilarious um, in castigating um, De Gea for making the mistake. He was saying he'd be throwing punches at him. Oh, an obnoxious man he is. Um, but yeah, it, it was a bit of a uh, maybe a, mis- a mistake from the keeper. But yeah, lovely goal, absolutely lovely goal. I mean, I think. I think firstly it was a very good strike and he and he hit it with a lot of pace and that's actually that's quite difficult to for a keeper to save when it's coming straight at you at all that pace having said that a top quality keeper um of De Gea's class should have done better you could imagine for example if that was back in the 90s and they had Peter Schmeichel in goal he'd come out spread spread himself Make the goal look tiny and 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 get something behind that. In, in, often I I got visions of Schmeichel just getting a little fist um, behind the ball, behind the shot, and the ball not only just being parried uh, or saved or prevented from going in, in in the net, but it was sort of go f- high and far away from danger. Um, so in that respect, yeah, De Gea should have done better, but the ball shouldn't take anything away from from the strike from from the finish. Um. David Fornell, almost a Mourinho masterclass? Almost. Hello, David. Um, almost. Um, but 39% possession, three shots on target at home against United with a near full squad. Mm. Um, I, I, Yeah, we've said it. They First game back, they did look tighter and more disciplined as a unit. Um, if it wasn't for some great performances it could have been a lot worse and if it wasn't for VAR saving us it could have been worse I think I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to be fully behind Maureen as our manager if I'm honest um, I, I he's never going to hit the heights of, of Poch he's never going to re- replace replace our man there um, and I, I'm is I think that somebody said this is the worst run of results that Maureen's had as a manager. So he's got to try and turn this around somehow. And I, I, like you say, what are we playing for? Really, he's got he's got a bit of a free hit till the end of the season, and then we see what we do in the transfer market and who can come in and who will leave. Hmm. Um, I, I fully expect there'll be some outs. Um, I don't think we'll be shocked by some of them, and I don't think we'll be. Um, losing anybody that we deem to be um, irreplaceable, but the the one player that I think Daniel Levy really fucked up on not getting he was Bruno Fernandez. I yeah. think if we had still had him in the side, we still have Poch managing us. Um, but again, yeah. he he would be in that role where Lamella was, where La Celso was, where Nom- and Dombele needs to play as well. And again, mm. we're you know so we've got other people in those positions. I think. Yep. Yep. Um, how did you feel about Jose's tactics? Uh, I mean, it, it, look, we were solid. You, the, that's, you know, the, the, um, what you said earlier about him having time 
playing with uh, uh, working on 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 routines, particularly defensive routines. I think I think we looked um, solid line back line, solid um, line of four. Um, Sissoko and Winks, neither of whom are what I would call defensive midfield players. They're not destroyers. One of them is a you know bit of a metronome. The other one, Sissoko, is somebody who can drive the ball forward. He's got a good engine. He will work hard, um, but he's not. He's not. I would call a defensive midfield player with the positional sense in, in the like a Wanyama or or. or Dyer in 15-16 um, they were solid in front of the bat four collectively I thought we, we looked good um, we, we looked solid we didn't look we didn't look really I can't say we looked poor defensively going forwards there was some good things Lamella you mentioned at the outset I thought was, had a really good game um, Sun as well Bergwijn Kane um, early days with him he's obviously been out for a long time and, and like you say he needs the service and um, it, it normally takes him a couple of games to get into his stride as well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he, you know, he hasn't played in six months, for God's sake. Mm. So everybody's saying he's he's done, shouldn't have played, blah blah blah. No, cut the cut the bloke some slack. He's not played in six months. He's going to take him some time to get back up to full speed. Mm. But I think he should have been hoiked at, uh, at sixty minutes just to change the team up. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think that we, for the most part, I thought early on in the game, I, I felt. It was a bit of a chess game. It felt a bit like a preseason friendly or or a or a testimonial. And then it, I, then I felt it picked up pace, and I thought we were the best team for most of the first half. Um, and I didn't think I didn't think United really threatened, and I, I thought we looked they did particularly solid. Um, but you know, the big one regret is like we've touched upon earlier the fact that we perhaps didn't get a second goal, and and we dropped back a bit and. It's asking a lot. Um, uh, the, the thing I'll point out is um, Aurier went roaming forward constantly, constantly, um, and he was covering Martial. Uh, no, not Martial, Rashford on that side. So kudos for Sissoko for dropping in and filling that position. Mm. Between the pair of them, they've managed to negate Rashford for the majority of that match. He was yep. quiet. And, you know, that... Rashford is, you know, undoubtedly one of the best prospects in the league, mm. um, and you know his his social campaigning through the off of while they've been resting has been brilliant. Uh, fair play to the lad, you know he, he probably deserved a round of applause from the crowd, and his pity he wasn't there to get it because you know the Spurs fans would have recognised the good that he's done and, and would have respected that. But he was kept very quiet, and um, I, I, you know one of the things about. The, the our players is there's far too many of them that will play like Dyer was playing really well and then and then they'll have a brain fart or something will happen and they'll get done and it will cost us points far too many of the players have that in them unfortunately um, but yeah Sissoko and Oria doubled up well yesterday and, mm. and took care of Rashford really really well but yeah, yeah they didn't have they didn't have many chances and I'm, I'm quite pleased with that actually and Rashford is a um, top player, we we know that, but he also when we play them at Old Trafford, um, he causes us a lot of problems on on, on that occasion. Yep. Uh, earlier in the season, um, so to, again in that sense, Jose would have done his homework and set us up tactically and in the right way to to, to negate 
their the threat that they posed. And yes, it, it, I, I, I think for the for, for for the most part they didn't really have that many chances on, on goal and, and and didn't look great. But then some of that is probably down to the way we set up. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree I, with that. Um, Hugo gets called out for being having a, a very good game. I thought he was solid at the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the save, the save from Rashford. Um, the the, the uh, one other shot on target was was key. Uh, but yeah, he grabbed. He, you know, he caught everything. He smothered everything. He he he. And it's interesting. I watched that without the crowd noise, and you could hear the the players. And I didn't fully appreciate how vocal he was. You could clearly hear him. Um, shouting and and marshalling the fence, and also have Bollock in Oria when he was uh, when he was causing when he was um, you know keeping him in line. Um, did everything right. He's top he was top good. pro, and I and I, I don't want to go over old ground again. But every now and then we have this debate about who should be the skipper and the side. And I always defend Hugo, and I've always maintained that it's right that he's skipper. Um, uh, he is getting long in the tooth, and he, he, you know, again, he's one of those yeah, players that will have a brain fart. But, but at the moment, he, I thought he was better than De Gea, if I'm honest with you. The, it was interesting. The two saves that they made, the one from Sonny's header that De Gea made, and the one from, um, was it Martial that got pushed over the bar? Um, I think out, Hugo's was better because it was hit me with more venom, and it was lower. Uh, it, you know, it was it was a, it was a tough one tough reaction save to make I think it was better than De Gea's um, but they they you know they lauded it they loved De Gea well Keane didn't but mm. you know Hugo is more of a, of a leader than, than a lot of people realise and you're right he is getting a bit long in the tooth but he's still the best goalkeeper we've, we've got at the club I think better than Gazaniga. Gazaniga is probably better with his feet, and everybody panics when we try to play it out the back, which we, I suppose we, we, we do to a lesser degree under under Jose. So that if that's the case, then that's going to be less of a, less of an issue, therefore, with with Hugo. But overall, um, apart from the odd brain fart, which he does have, you're, you're right, and that's slightly increased. I think he's still a better keeper, uh, best keeper that we've got at the club. But we do we do need to start looking long term about. You know the point at which, at some point down the line, it, it might not be this season or next, but maybe the season after that. Um, that, that that's a position we need to look to upgrade. I, I just I would argue that at the moment, in terms of areas that we need to strengthen and upgrade, I, I wouldn't put it as a pro, I wouldn't put it as a priority. Um, the save that he made. I had a question from Gilly. He says, "Where does that save sit in the pantheon of, of great Lloris stops?" Oh, listen. I think his run of uh, penalty saves against is it Man City is quite exceptional, um, keeping us in the Champions League as he has done. Mm-hmm. I th- but do you remember? A, a, do you remember a save? save. Do you remember a save he made against? I think it was there was a Champions League game. I think it was Leverkusen away. Um, and it was sort of on the line. Yes, he he reached out and grabbed it, didn't he? And he stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he might have come off the post as well, but it was just it was really yeah, good. Did he good go reflexes. behind him and he just spun around and grabbed it? That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I mean, goalkeepers are um, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. It's one of those positions that is so key to to, to football teams, um, and the slightest bit of positioning can be can be undone by a good striker. Um, 
but yesterday he was fine i think it was a good save it's a great mm. reaction save yeah um, it really was um, but yeah, he, he was behind everything he was solid he really was solid yesterday it was good to see and, and maybe that's working with jose maybe jose's drilling something else into him yeah you mentioned the substitutions um obviously you know huge breaks tired legs and all that um we only made two subs and i remember before the game there's a lot of talk that everybody was saying oh jose is going to be the first manager who's going to do five substitutions i think you actually you can't there's a rule which doesn't allow you to make that many in a single so you can i think you can make three in a single you can it's um there's phases that you can make them isn't there? yeah yeah and this but is I, what cost arsenal the other day because yeah. i had to make two earlier on but I think it would. It was fully expected that Jose would 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 you know take advantage of, of, of being able to make make extra changes. And we only made two substitutions. And like you said earlier, I found that found that odd with a Tyree and Kane. I mean, I look. Um, I look at the options on the bench. We had Vertonghen and Toby. You don't pick managers aren't renowned for bringing on centre backs. I think Gazaniga right. was on the bench. So the other options were Skip and Marsh. Um, and we had, I don't know what what the issue with Foyf was. He was out. Mora was, I think, a back injury out. Delhi obviously was, was suspended. Lacelso came on, wasn't fully fit. But Dombele you got on the bench. Ryan Session with his pace, surely yeah. would have been good bringing on Session. I'd, I'd have I'd have bought Session on over um, Gedison. I don't see what he brings to the team. I really don't. Yeah. There was at one point he had the freshest legs on the team, and he gave up chasing a ball. Hmm. And it was just like, what's what's going on? I wouldn't have brought him on. I don't know if it's because he's Portuguese, you know, and there's some favouritism for nationality there. But I would have, I I would have put Ndombele in in a Lamella role after after 70 minutes, and just because of his his strength and his directness, I think we would have caused them a lot of problems. Mm. Uh, I, but like I said before, Man United on bought put their four players on. Um, I don't. Did he know he could make more? I don't know. I just don't understand why he didn't make more. Mm. I really don't understand it. It's almost like I've, I've picked my team and you're going to go out and this is going to this is going to do. I, uh, I just don't understand it. And do you know what? For, for the most part, I'm, I've always been fine with managers doing that. I quite like the idea of a manager. This was one of my big defences of Pochettino when people criticised him for not making substitutions. It was like you pick the eleven, right? And you have faith in the, that eleven, even when it's not going well, to to change it around. Um, that's to me. That's a, that's a sign of a manager that's that's not that's got faith in his players. Um, and sometimes change can be um, tactical change. For example, it doesn't have to be changing, bringing on a player for the sake of it. But but in this case, I think it's different. We're talking about a scenario where you needed, you actually needed some fresh legs. Kane was tiring, so I mean, Dombele, one option, bringing him on. I think you could have taken Kane off, stuck. Sun up top and then brought on Session and used his pace on the left and then moved Sun further centre, central for example I know we'd lose a target man but we don't have many target men at the, target men at the club do we? So that, <laughs> well, we, we've we, got one yeah, we've got one and we've got Troy Parrott who's injured as well um, and, and perhaps a little bit too young so if Going Kane's not selling Lorente and not replacing him absolutely criminal yeah yeah, well, again, I've said that before. Again, I was fine with that if if it was believed that Parrot was ready. But it looks like two managers don't think 
he's ready just yet. They just want to manage his introduction into the team. In which case, then why did why do you, why why did we sell um, Rente? At least have him for another year. Bizarre. Um, okay, question from. Let's talk about that, that penalty decision. So, question from Gilly. Um, he says uh, Pogba dive for the penalty. Lovely turn. And frankly, John Moss should be ashamed for buying it. And I'm unanimous yeah, in that. Um, okay, firstly, was that a pen? I've seen. Well, it was given, and I've seen them given, and I've seen worse tackles on Delhi and Kane in the other end and not given for us. It doesn't surprise me that it it was given. Um, as soon as they went, as soon as Pogba felt that contact or anything from Dyer, he was going down. If you look at his uh, left foot, he trips over the back of Dyer's legs and goes over. It, it was incredibly soft, but I can see why he gave it. I can He completely conned the ref and I can see why he gave it. If 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 the the referee hadn't have got that i don't think VAR would have given it that's that's the fine line there as the ref ref gave that VAR backed him up but i don't think if the referee hadn't done that VAR would have pulled that up um but yeah um disappointing cuz Dyer played so well a little mm. bit to learn there but he played so well the yeah. second one the second one it was absolutely ridiculous how he could even give that is ridiculous um that's man united have had 18 um penalties this season 18 wow um we've had and we've had the most given against us we've had eight okay um but uh, on both occasions they, they the actions of the player has like, given the referee a decision to make um oh, I don't know. I don't know what John, John Moss side somebody <laughs> somebody called John Moss. I don't. Uh, it was almost tediously predictable. You could see it coming, really. Um, at that moment, every Spurs fan watching was thinking, "Hello, Tottenham, my old friend." Do you know what I mean? It, it, mm. it was like having, uh, it was like having Spurs of old back. You know, you, you could you could foresee it coming. I thought as soon as I saw that John Moss was refereeing the game. I thought, oh no, here we go. Because I, I seem to recall, I can't remember the match, but I know there was a game at some point, maybe last season um, or the season before, and he was officiating that, and it really, really drove me mad. And I think I might have named the podcast, or I might have mentioned Moss in the podcast or some reference to it. That's how mad he drove me. Um, the second, the one that wasn't a penalty... Um, I heard a few people suggest that Fernandez should have been booked for simulation, but I I don't agree with that. I thought we just f- fell, just slipped. I don't I don't think he over, it, simulation is where you over exaggerated to try and con. Yeah. I just think yeah, like you say, I think he just fell over again. Yeah. I think he felt um, some contact and just went over, and mm. there and on replay there wasn't enough to warrant it. In realistic terms, Dyer was nowhere near him. His feet yeah. were nowhere near him, and he, did, he he must have felt Dyer there and just gone over, thinking I'm going to get something here. But it was disgusting. I'm glad VAR came to the rescue there. Yeah, yeah. And, it's and what VAR VAR's for. Yeah, no, absolutely. Although it didn't seem to work on on Wednesday in the Villa game. Did you see that? Yeah, what was it? it uh, the the ball was occluded by the players and yeah. the post and stuff and and blah blah blah. Well, you know, was that was that VAR or, or Hawkeye or Goal Haw- That was Hawkeye. Okay, 
which is meant to be more reliable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not a great advocate for, but I did, did come to the rescue yesterday, rightly so, and I think it, it, it not think it, it was the right, right decision to overturn it. The first one, I mean, Jose didn't think that was a penalty, and I be inclined to agree that we were a little bit hard done by I think that that um, Pogba went down a little bit too easily and I've, I've seen the, them I think a better referee would have perhaps oh, not really? get... <laughs> Kalina oh, yeah but he retired many years ago many many years ago yeah fantastic referee they're, they're, um, they're on, on the BBC over the over this lockdown period they've been showing lots of lots of um, football classic World Cup matches at the moment they're doing a rerun of all the sort of Euro games um, classic Euro games and they were, they had some games on from Euro 2004 and Kalina was um, officiating those referees and it's amazing the, the respect that he had from both both teams and and also the fans um, top top referee probably because he was a scary looking motherfucker yeah yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the refereeing going goes with so many games in so many days, and how mm. what that what that level and standard comes up to, and if there's any really poor decisions. Yeah, I think that if I mean we can talk about you know whether it was or wasn't penalty, but it, it, the the reality is you know even if say complains about it. Um. That those decisions sometimes happen, and I, and I and he you know he might talk about well we didn't get three points and it hinged on on that that decision, but I think I think actually the re- the reality of the situation is goes back to everything before then and leading up to that point and the fact that we did sit back, we did invite pressure and we didn't get a second goal, um, which I you know I think is a sort of running theme of this of yeah. this of of this pod that that's a disappointing aspect of it. I I, I think it's sad that it, it shouldn't be a bit poorer reflection on Dyer. Unfortunately, he ha- he did you know he did have a good game by and large, and it's not as if the mistake that led to the penalty was a David Luiz moment. Um, no, <laughs> no. no. Uh, and yeah, the only criticism I'd, I'd have is you know he shouldn't he should have just just let him go. He should have raised his arms and and kept them away and not made any contact. It's always a bit risky. When a player bursts in, and I think if if he if he'd let Pogba got, go through, I don't I don't know that Pogba would have done much with it. It might have pulled it back to another player, but it seemed a little bit rash. I mean, fair enough. If 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 it's if it's a goal scoring opportunity, and the player's through, and you're the last line of defence, fine. But it seemed a little bit, little yeah. bit rash, perhaps. You know, a little bit clumsy. Um, I mean, he made that he made an astounding tackle from was it from Martial to deny mm-hmm. him a goal-scoring chance. He, he he did really really well in that position. Yeah. Um, he, he yeah he he was good. He was good yesterday, and uh, hopefully, I think he he starts in that position. I was going to ask you about that. I mean, do you, do you think he will start? Because I I think he will. I think he will. Uh, all depends if he's banned or not. If they where um, he sure. shut the terraces at the end of yeah uh, before lockdown, it all depends if they uh, and going by them barring Delhi for doing that ridiculous joke, they're going to. But then they don't do anybody else for flouting mm. lockdown rules to have haircuts or go to wild sex parties. So Christ knows what the FA's thinking. Uh, talking of haircuts, one thing that I noticed, not necessarily in our game, um, but certainly in the, the first two matches, some of the players have got haircuts which look a little bit too good. Jav, they're all married hairdressers. 
Yeah, you... yeah, well, they all live with hairdressers. Yeah, yeah. yeah they t- they're t- they're t- your typical wag is a hairdresser. That's, they're not skilled at doing anything else. All they can do is, is hmm. and I'm, I'm uh, immediately castigating all hairdressers being low skilled and and bimbos, and I know they're not, but they're all, you know, that's what most of the wags would be. It's a hairdresser, so of course they're going to get haircuts. Hmm. I haven't had a haircut since lockdown. Have you not? No, I'm how, how are you coping? I'm beginning to look like a tramp. I get money thrown at me when I walk down the street. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I did trim my beard back a little bit, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm beginning to look rather um, a mess. We're not, tem- we not tempted to go for a skinhead. No, I look like a potato, um, so that is definitely not happening. Uh, mm. It won't be long before we can get back to having our haircuts, and it's just going to be a bit more chopped off. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm lucky to have a hairstyling that, it, as it's grown out, it's just it's it's not that bad. It's not like I've got a skin fade and I'm looking tufty or anything so mm. it's not that bad okay um villa oh, sorry villa west ham even <laughs> claret and blue on my mind um looking ahead to that west ham game um a question from final question on running order question from liam his twitter analyst at spurs liam seven what can we expect from spurs against west ham after the united game do we just go all out attack i think we'll set up pretty much the same i don't so it will be the players i think i'd like to see kane rested I'd like to because we've got Ali. Ali will be available. So, given that team that started yesterday, mm-hmm. who drops for Ali to go in? Is it Lamella? Do we put Ali in that role? And and this is the thing we've now got. I wouldn't put him in over Bergwin, and I wouldn't put him in over Sun. So okay. I would. I would. Yeah. I, where does he go? Should we? Should we? Should we? Should we try to second guess Jose and work our way back backwards? So Hugo's going to start, presumably. Hugo starts. Hugo starts. Right. Back four. Um, I'm going to say Aurea again. Yeah. Play Davis, who did well. He negated that James lad yesterday. So I thought he, he had a, a, again a solid game. He wasn't too rash. He, he was okay. Dyer and Sanchez. I think we'll see Toby coming for one of them. Okay. I'm not sure which one. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think it'll be Dyer. I think Sanchez will get rested. Um, okay. Winks. Have you, can, can I, Winks. Yeah. He he was anonymous and invisible for most of that first half. Mm. Um, he a, a mediocre improvement. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> no, sorry, not a mediocre improvement. He had a mediocre display, and I think it's one of the positions that we really could do with improving on. Well, the, ob- the obvious one, well, yeah, I suppose you could. You've got Skip, you could come in. Um, I mean, what you what you could. Dombele. Do, uh, Dombele can't play in that role. He's not yeah. a hard tackling player. Um, I what I would do is put Toby alongside Sanchez and push Dyer forward. Possibly, you, you could you could do that. Yeah, you uh, could even you could even have a back three with Dyer and then yeah. push the fullbacks further forward. Um, true, very true. It, uh, I, I don't think Jose is going to be that tactically um, brave, if I'm honest. Um, okay. But I, I think so Winks, that... Winks will start again, unfortunately. You think Winks will start? Okay, so Winks and Sissoko. Yeah, um, Sissoko was immense yesterday. Um, he was everywhere. He just show, he showed what we miss without him in the with him in the team I don't think you, any tactician could pigeonhole him to being a typical or this type of player or he plays in that position but his fitness levels are crazy and, and he, yeah he was just everywhere yesterday I think he was he was outstanding 
as, as much as I used to make fun of him and not like him, I think he's such an important player for us. And that just leaves, if you like, the front front four players. I mean, they're not. It's not front four, but you know what I mean. So the the, the players that started yesterday were Bergwijn, Lamella, Son, and Kane. So I, I I've already said I don't. I would like to see and playing in that role. Yeah. But Bergwijn. Did he, he he took a knock and he was limping a little. I don't think he's injured, but mm-hmm. I think I'd like I'd like to see Bergwijn um, play again. Um, Sergeant Son, yes, he he ran around. He had a good header on goal. He looked effective. Um, possibly again a bit rusty. I'd like to see him start. Kane, I think we have to drop for the, uh, just rest him mm. after six months. And we've got a lot of games coming up. Otherwise, you risk injuring him. I know he's one of these players that won't want to be sitting on the bench, but I think he doing better i think um if he sat if he sat on the bench at a bench and i think we you, you have to put um ali up front or ali out and put son up front one of them yeah. something like that and bergwine i presume starts and if not more yeah. comes back if he's fully fit um i i put bergwine in anyway i think he's got more of an end product and he's better than mora agree agree no i i i, I was i think i predicted before before the night game we, we, with David, we were discussing, and I predicted them. I think we both predicted the Mora would start, and I was surprised that because he seems to be a Jose favourite. Um, I was surprised he did, he, but he wasn't on the bench either. And I think he had the, it was, he had a back injury, but but Bergwijn, Bergwijn did, did did well, and again, I would. He's, he's um, Mora's Brazilian, so he speaks Portuguese. So again, that's why Jose might favour him because it's <laughs> the language. Yeah. I'd be inclined to start. I disagree with you on Kane. I'd be I'd be inclined to start him, but not for him not to play the full full um, ninety. Simply because I look at it and I think we've we've got contradicting what I said earlier. We we don't have anybody else in 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 the club that can play a target role, and that to contradict what I said earlier is that we shouldn't that shouldn't be a barrier in taking a player off. If he's not fully fit and he's struggling, right? I ma- I maintain that, but at the same time, I look at it and I think that surely he's got to start, but perhaps not play the full ninety. And 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 I think he also needs to. The other case for starting him, one is yeah, just start him. He's, he's a target man. Just don't play the full ninety. But also, he needs to work his way into fitness. I think. Mm. Yep. And we don't then have another game after this Tuesday against um, West Ham. We don't play Sheffield United to week Thursday. So it's, so there will be ample opportunity for him to rest. Um, I mean, if you didn't start him, would you have him come off the bench? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, in the same way that you have something different when Lorente used to come off the bench when mm. Kane was injured. You changed the tactic. You, and the, I think one of the things you said there were key was key, target man. We weren't using him as that. He wasn't being used as that yesterday. He he sort of just was. He, I don't think he did much of anything yesterday. It was odd. There was no service to him. So how do you expect to sc- him to score goals? It's yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it was weird. I'd have him coming off the bench. Yeah. On Liam's question about whether we go out for all, all out attack, I don't. Th- I think a leopard just doesn't change its spots, and I don't think. Jose is about to reinvent his own wheel. I agree. Um, he plays a particular style of football, as does Pochettino teams, as does Pep teams, as do Klopp teams, and they're not about to start aping one another and doing something different and change 
the habits of a lifetime. Of course, good managers will evolve over time and adjust and play different formations and, and you know tinker things slightly. Um, but I can't, I can't see Jose suddenly you know playing high press, attacking football. Um, so I think we'll be solid again. Um, I think we will, we will try to do what we didn't do against um, United, which is to, 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 to push on and get that second, ideally third goal. And then yeah. at that point, yeah, at that point, fine. You want to sit back and and defend the lead, that's fine. Um, then then we'll do that. I mean, I, I hope we don't drop, drop off as much and play as deep as we did. I hope we play a bit higher up the pitch, you know, even yeah. if it's not right in your face. Um, but uh, West Ham, yeah. are po- West Ham a pony. We've got more than enough to beat them. More than enough to beat them. Yeah, the one thing we haven't mentioned, by the way, is, is you talked about Dombele possibly coming in and playing the Lamella role. Um, whether whether Jose would do that, I don't know. Um, I really don't know what what's going on with with Dombele. Um, I said it on the last pod. pod I, I feel he's a bit hit and miss. So I, I was I was I wasn't surprised that he didn't start yesterday. I think on the last pod I, I, I felt that it would be Winks and Soko in midfield. Um, I, I, yesterday I think coming on late would have suited him. It would have yeah. suited his game to come on. Oh, late. for sure, for sure. We should have we should have as as a we should have used him as a sub. Um, I, I just wasn't. I'm not I'm totally surprised that he didn't start and 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 given that he didn't come on I'm sort of thinking well will he will he feature will he start against West Ham it's more likely that he'd, he'd come on I mean Lamella had a good game I, if he starts again um, I wouldn't be wholly surprised whether he finishes a 90 I doubt it he didn't yesterday Delhi's obviously back um Lacelso is an interesting one whether he yeah. comes back into the team um and if so where does he fit does he play it he plays that role he, play, he plays exactly where Lamella wants to play and then Dembele wants to play and where Ali wants to play we've almost well, got four players well, does he really play deeper because he has played deeper for us before this season and he's good at actually dictating the play from deeper too possibly but setting the rhythm are you dropping winks for him because he's not a hard tackler he won't break up play um, it, it's going to. It'll be interesting. Uh, I don't really want to try to second guess what yeah. Jose is going to do, but I think it's going to be the same as yesterday, and uh, and they'll they'll go for it again, out the blocks like we did, and try and control it. Uh, don't forget, it wasn't till um, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer made a, a, a slight tactical um, change in the midfield and bought um, Fred and the other fella. Um, instead of one in front of the other, they brought them next to each other. They started to get the run of the ball. It is surprising, you know. It, it always amazes me how slight little tweaks that like that can uh, change a game. But I think we've got more than enough to beat West Ham. Mm. Whoever think, goes uh, out there. Yeah, no, and, and I hope I hope we do. We, we haven't won on looking at our um, league recently matches now before COVID. Um, and I think the last victory we got was. Back in February against Villa, um, away yeah. from home, that that late winner from 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 Sun. Um, yeah, we've, I mean, we've I, not won in seven games. Wow, that's in, in all competitions. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I saw I saw a stat somewhere which suggested that if we don't beat West Ham on on Tuesday, then we'll have the worst run that we've had since Wade Ramos as manager. Oh, lovely! That sounds. Terrible. 
so let that one sink sink yeah. in. Um, I I think I mean for me, Lacelso is a gem of a player, and and if he is fully fit, he will start. No no doubt about that. Um, there's always question marks and debate about other players and and Dombele's. You know, does he start? You know, does he feature? Where does he? I mean, Lacelso, if he's fully fit, he will he will play. And final thing for me, John. Um, when I did the pods. On Sunday, the, the the first one back after the after this um, break, if we can call it that, um, it was a great unknown for, for for myself and David. We were talking about you know we we, we don't know how teams are going to come out, not just ourselves but our position. You know how, what level of fitness was was going to be, who's going to start. We, we we felt there'd be a lot of rotation with games coming thick and fast. I know it's only one game in. Are, are we any wiser or how how? Our season is going to pan out, or how we're going to do, or, or have we just got a, a little glimpse into where we were before the lockdown? I think that looking at it yesterday um, in isolation, it wasn't that bad a performance. Mm-hmm. We were possibly unlucky to get undone by a penalty that could have could not have been given. Uh, we we held um, Man United nicely at arm's length, and like David said, it was almost that Jose masterclass. Almost, um, I think the the next eight matches, I don't think there's any I've seen anything in those in those fixtures to to particularly worry me. It, the, the the rate of the games are going to come is going to be thick and fast. Um, we're not in a position where other teams have picked up a couple of inju- injuries and a red card in their first game and are going to be depleted going forward. Um, it's all always all going to be about the rotation. Mm. And maybe that's what Jose was doing. Um, it's all about that rotation and keeping the players fresh because we have got a lot of games and maybe that's all it was. Um, I'm not going to play you. We need to keep you fresh. And maybe Harry will be dropped and somebody else will come in. Mm. And maybe Winks will get dropped and somebody else come in. It's all going to be about that rotation. Um, I, I don't think there's anything to, to fear going forward. I think there's a couple of... We need a um, hard, combative central midfielder um, to sit behind. If we can get the, a solid base behind uh, Bergwin, Son and Kane, I think we'll be fine. Yeah. I, and really I think, do. I think you know, West Ham are, are there to be beaten. I wasn't impressed with Arsenal the other night. I think Sheffield United, if, if they play like they've been playing before the lockdown, that will be a tough away game. Mm. Um, we'll see. Um, who else have we got? Bournemouth away. I know they're fighting for, for, for their lives, but there's no reason why we can't beat them. Newcastle away. Palace away. Uh, I think then we've got Everton at home. I don't know if I've missed. These are all winnable games. We're not, yeah. We don't have anybody that's in the two. You know, we, we don't have to. We've got, we've got Leicester in there as well somewhere. I think we've yep. got Leicester. That that could be a tough, you know. Apart from them, most of these teams, Sheffield United are above us at the moment. But most of these teams are, are, are ones that we shouldn't fear. That we we're not playing the likes of seven. We're going to worry about City or or Chelsea or uh, Liverpool or United again. Um, these are teams that we should we we that we're capable of picking up points. Whether we will, which remains to be seen. Yeah. Right. Um, we'll be recording the next podcast on Wednesday, um, probably day after the West Ham game. Um, until then, thank you, John. Thank you very much, Jav. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to our listeners. This has been the Tottenham Family Podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, Tottenham, it's
take it in the goal Come on Tottenham, the base are bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to that green White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its load of nights We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey! Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Pull on that lily white and run on to that green Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go The names up on our shirt Gods have failed as men are hailed And faces in the dirt Now gather round and sing it out And we'll talk out all the hurt